Hello, folks. Welcome. It's another edition of Hitting the High Notes. It's a Utah Jazz podcast. It is I, Who Tran. I'm here with Mr. Jared Barker. What up? What up? Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, we've been on a small hiatus. Well, our last guest was uh, Tony Jones, and I was like, you know what? It's going to be a hard episode to follow. And we decided yeah, to follow it up with just the two of us talking a little Utah Jazz, jazz, jazz basketball, NBA basketball, still kind of on a small hiatus. And um, uh, there's not much content out there, but there was a pretty big basketball game that was played today, the FIBA World Cup. Uh, the Utah Jazz versus or the Utah Jazz. What am I talking about? <laughs> the United <laughs> States of America. How about that? The Team USA versus uh, Team France, and uh, a couple of jazz men played there. Uh, France also played Australia with another two uh, jazz men played as well. So uh, the jazz players are doing very well in the FIBA World Cup. I'd I'd say you're right about that. Uh, thank you. Who? Uh, but, but uh, who do you think you are? <laughs> so uh, we, I know you wanted to talk about Joe Ingles um, uh, hitting the layup over Rudy Gobert and um, uh, it, how it was amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool, but I've kind of felt bad for Rudy because I'm like, oh man, he really wants to have contested that, but Joe got it past him. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean got those crafty, wily old man veteran moves, man. <laughs> uh I don't I mean, I don't feel bad. I mean, I would feel bad for Rudy if someone else did it, but the fact that Joe Ingles did it to him, like, yeah, whatever. Like you guys if, are if Joe, both... if Joe dunked on him, that would have been hilarious. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and then we would have had to we would have had we would have made needed to make t shirts and been like, you know, and they would have had to say like hashtag dunk life. <laughs> you, you, you think you think Joe's insufferable now? If he dunked on Rudy Gobert, yeah. I think, um, uh, yeah. oh, dude, that'd be yeah. amazing. I, I, you think of you think of people who love Joe Ingles are insufferable now. Wait till that that happens. Like Trent Bolger will probably bring that up every game, every home game, every home broadcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, uh, Matt, remember that time that uh, Joe Ingles uh, dunked on uh, Rudy Gobert? Here's a clip of it in five different angles. Uh, we get that every game if that happens. We, we uh, might get that for the sure. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. So um, uh, <laughs> Joe, yeah. Joe would like pay somebody to play it in the arena, <laughs> like yeah. every game. <laughs> yeah. Or exactly like he just uh, oh man, oh man. I mean the uh, lamp was good. Like the uh, here's the thing: the lamp was fine. I don't think it was super special. He got it over Rudy. He just he got you know a small step and crafty. And like, people made a real big deal about it. I'm like, oh, it's a very like Rudy's not going to block every single layup. Okay, that's just an impossible task to ask of someone. But uh, yeah, I I just don't know. I just I thought it was I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really fun because Joe Eagles stares Rudy Gobert, his teammate, and I assume friend down. Uh, But like, I was like, it wasn't like he went between his legs or something. I don't know. He he didn't nutmeg him. He didn't. It was just it was a layup, and I was like, all right, cool, like. Oh yeah, he didn't Steph Curry him. Remember that thing that was all over the internet where it had that song replaying over and over again and Rudy spinning around. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, a few years ago, it it was good. I just I don't think it was. 
I don't think it should be on the Mount Rushmore of best plays ever, you know? So yeah, yeah definitely not. But I, I think it it's because, because Joe Ingles is such a, like an every man. And like we see him and he, he jokes about being a math teacher and when he can do the stuff that he does and the fact that he has fun doing it, like the stare down wasn't, it wasn't a malicious stare down. It was a stare down. And I think they all have fun with it. And like, he's having fun playing basketball. I think that's probably why people are, they gravitate to toward Jordan Ingles as being a Utah jazz goat, I guess. Did you call him Gordon Ingles? No, I said Joe Ingles. I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I do murmur a lot. So it may came out as Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Ingles. So, uh, we, we did have a podcast with the go, go Gary unicorn where he mentions, uh, that he thinks Joe Ingles is an overrated player. Yeah, I mean, because people call him the goat and stuff like that, which, yeah. which you know, is typically, I'm going to say 99% of it, hopefully at least 99% of it, is, is you know, getting good fun, facetious, ridiculousness. Just yeah, I think, I think people just want, like, him. he's he's the superhero that we need, <laughs> or the superhero that yeah. we deserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That Joe Eagles is you're right. Joe Eagles is like the guy that people can aspire to be. Like, oh wait, if Joe Eagles can do it, like, there's not a lot of kids who can do what. Yeah, we believe in Harvey Dent. Yeah, there's not a lot of people who can be Donovan Mitchell with his crazy athleticism. There's not a lot of people who can be Rudy Gobert with his wingspan and body type and just height and everything. But Joe Ingles is there are a guy a lot of that people that could be Joe Ingles if they have platform shoes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people think they could like, hey, like Joe Ingles is not the fastest. Joe Ingles is not the most athletic. But what Joe Ingles does is like he shoots well. Uh, he's a confident yeah, some shooter. Of those mini, some of those mini stilts in your Joe Ingles, you know, that yeah. could be like a foot of lift. <laughs> like Joe Ingles of uh, uh, says that he's he's a self proclaimed uh, confident shooter. And yeah. he just has fun playing basketball. I think that's what people, why, why people gravitate towards Joe Ingles, and why why they say that because they they want him to be the goat. They want him to be the the best because you know they they see themselves in Joe Ingles, I guess, or they, they want, see they want him to be all he can be. Yeah, he's the, the Captain America of the team, I guess. <laughs> in the Australian Army. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So uh, both Serbia and uh, and uh, the United States both don't make it to the semifinal, uh, and sort of a surprise. It's kind of amazing because what the Serbia head coach said: "Oh, the United States doesn't want to face us; we'll destroy them." Blah, blah, blah. And uh, you know, and they, <laughs> and they get, get knocked the, out before we do. <laughs> they will get the chance. So yeah, they'll get um, the chance to play us. But it's like. Yeah, you're not winning the whole thing, huh? Suck yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> out of the four teams the, left, go ahead, they sorry, were one of the favorites, right? No, no, no. I think you're so. fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that serving team's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, let's think about that. Uh, what we learned from the FIBA World Cup, and what we should have learned from a while back, anyway, is that international basketball is getting better, and uh, I think we can agree that. This was not the best of the best the United States could have put out there. Um, yeah, I think everybody can agree with that for sure. Like Kemba, Kemba Walker, so withdrawing. Right, Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell, I think are very good players. They should probably not be, you know, the two players that are leading a. Like, if we put a team together for the Olympics next year and Kemba and Donovan both make it, 
Um, maybe it, I don't you know, expect either of them to be starters, right? Right, right. I, th- I think they would probably be end of the bench rotation guys. If that, throw Jason Tatum in there too because he had a very good tournament. Um, yeah. So it's a. Uh, I don't. Know, it's, it's, I don't think it's the fault of any one player on the team. Um, I, I think the United States just sent their B slash C, their JV team out there. And this is not a slight against anyone on the team. I, I think Donovan, Kemba, all those guys did what they could. But yeah, there was a lot of t- players who withdrew, uh, I would say, late in the process. Uh, the, they, they had a couple, the, the national team had a couple injuries along the way. Yeah, uh, a couple injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. A, a couple, a couple head scratchers. Like I, I know a lot of Jazz fans were talking about having Derek Favors on the team, and instead they brought Mason Plumley. And basically, their two centers were were, were the the only two centers, Turner and Plumley. Uh, yeah, yeah. They should have kept. They should have kept Bam out of Bayou. Coach, uh, Coach Pop cut him. It's like Bam is good. <laughs> Like you want a guy who can, you know, get physical with Rudy Bam is probably a good idea. Yeah, so it was it was very like I I I don't want to just call anybody that staff team you would say stupid or whatever. Well, like, I don't I don't think they are. It's, I think the problem was we need, probably needed more shooting, and Bam's not going to give you that. Plumley is supposed to give you some of that, but Plumley's not as good defensively as I don't know. It was it was only, a, only better than like Kemba. Yeah, it was a really <laughs> odd choice for to have Plumley on the team. Like, it's like, like, all right, well, all right, we're we're, we're reaching we're reaching our we're really scratching the the, the depth of uh, how much <laughs> what players we're allowing on the team right now. And uh, uh, I mean, you Bottom saw the, tweet. Of the barrel. Yeah, Plumley. Uh, I mean, yeah, and again, I, I try not to. I try not to be negative against Team USA. That's no, but uh, that's these guys because these guys showed up to play. Uh, oh. In the FIBA World Cup, yeah, get on them for showing up. Yeah. Donovan even mentioned it as like, "Yo, let's talk about. Let's not talk about the players who didn't come. Let's talk about players who did come." Um, right. The the problem is that uh, I I don't. I'm sure you saw the tweet that somebody put out there that most international teams think the FIBA World Cup is a more prestigious tournament to play in, and that's the one that they like to win more or compete in more. But uh, U.S. players think that the uh, Olympics is a more uh, prestigious tournament to play in. Yeah, and I think I think we as Americans sort of gravitate more towards that too. And we just like the Olympics, we, you know, everybody gets up for the Olympics, basically. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, and people like, like the only, and that was when it seemed like we were the most embarrassed is that when we lost, you know, the Olympics, you know, and then they had to redeem the Olympic loss and everything. Yeah, the redeem like team, man. Uh, what was that, 2004 or something like that? 2006, whenever it was? Uh, I think it was 2006. I think 2004 might be when they, they lost. Yeah, they so... Like third place or something. Yeah, so Emma, it's... International basketball is getting better, obviously. Uh, the, I mean, the Jazz have four or five guys that are on international teams that, that played well in this tournament. Uh, for even former Ricky, even former Utah Jazz point guard Ricky Rubio is having a great tournament with Spain, and Spain is in the semifinal game against Australia. So, Jared cleans his clock, though. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that well, seems like I, I'm fine. If I just, I, I would not be a big fan of Spain winning because it's just like it, Spain v France. You know which way I'm, I'm, I'm rooting. Always. Say it again. Oh. You're breaking up. Uh, oh, uh, Spain versus France or something like that. You know which way I'm going to go. Well, yeah, obviously. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think um, uh, the problem is that you know. U.S. fans, U.S. players are wired to think of these other international tournaments as unimportant. Um, uh, as I, I, I say, the FIBA World Tournament is sort of like the college NIT that nobody really cares about that tournament unless you're actually in it and competing to win for it. Win it, I guess. So um, if yeah, you're like, like the top like they used four, a couple of years ago, right, yeah, right. Uh, I say it's because like I'm a, I, I, I used to cover Weber State basketball and Weber State made the CIT tournament, which is like the second or third uh, college postseason <laughs> tournament. And I'm a, nobody cares about that. Like the first four games, nobody showed up. But then the Weber State Wildcats got into the semifinal and then the final, they actually had a full stadium. So nobody cares about that tournament until you actually are competing to win the championship. And then, even if you do, it only lasts for like a day or two. And the next season, you forget about it. So uh, the World Cup is just its kind of like that. Like, you don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't think people really cared about this tournament. They thought they, maybe they assumed that the, yeah. the United States was going to get to at least the semifinal. Then they would watch. And that's kind of been thrown out the window now. Well, try, try uh, uh, rooting for, I mean, your junior college to win the NCJAA tournament. <laughs> like the, the the um slick Salt Lake Community College Bruins were, you know, champions at least one or two times at least once when I was going to school there and like people barely even knew about it. They were selling selling shirts at the bookstore, but I swear you ask random people on campus, they they hardly even knew. So it's just like you know, at least that's a step above. Well, yeah, I remember some national media types saying something to the effect of he dominated the game without dominating the ball. And I just think to myself, it's like, they've seen him play, right? It's kind of his MO. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're not used to watching him 82 times a year or however many times we end up watching him, you know, because it's hard to cancel him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what he does. He yeah. dominates games without dominating the ball. Yeah, jazz fans. Jazz fans aren't surprised by any of this. Jazz fans, um, uh, they see it. They know, like we see it, uh, and we go, "Yeah, that's what Rudy does." Everybody. So, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how he comes into the year. Uh, obviously, I think there's no question that Rudy is the MVP for the Jazz. He is the most valuable player that. And I don't. I, I hate putting this into the universe, but hopefully he can stay healthy all 82 games. I think that was one of the big reasons that they, the Jazz, were hesitant to trade Favors for as long as they did because they knew that if uh, Gobert went out, Favors could kind of keep the ship, ship together for for a while. And I don't know if Ed Davis can um, uh, play as many minutes and how the Jazz will handle that. Uh, if but because I think if the Jazz lost. One of their other key pieces for you know a month or two, they could they could still play fine. They 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 would 
you know, lose a little production here and there, but their defensive scheme would stay the same. Their identity, their identity would stay the same, and having Rudy there just changes the game more. Uh, Rudy Gobert has a more of an impact of changing the game plan more than any other Jazz man. Well, yeah, because think about it. Think about it. If we if Rudy goes down, we're probably starting at Davis, and the backup center is Tony Bradley. Uh, you, you know how I feel about Tony Bradley on this podcast, folks. So yeah. You love him. He's your favorite. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> You're like, I'll kill you for that. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing I didn't tweet that because I could have gotten banned. <laughs> Tony, yeah. Uh, at Jack's coming after you. So uh, let's talk about real quick here. Uh, we got the Sports Illustrated released their top 100 uh, player uh, player rankings this year. Uh, J- Jasmine did very well. We the Jazz have five players in the top 65. At number 65, Joe Ingles, of course. Uh, 52, um, uh, Boyan Bogdan, new uh, new Jazz and Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, Donovan Mitchell came in at 29. Uh, even higher than Donovan was uh, nearly traded f- f- for Mike Conley, and number 14 Rudy Gobert. So uh, you know na- the national media is starting to uh, hashtag take note of uh, these Jasmine. What was that? So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty nice to have, uh, it, it is like, here's me. My opinion is I actually don't like it as much when uh, the national media kind of like piles us on because it gives this narrative for jazz fans. And I, I don't like having that like microscope put on them because yeah, there's, there's this more pressure to it. Uh, but this jazz team, I mean, they look good. They they look like they've had, you know, as we talked about, the best offseason that they've had. Um, adding um, uh, Boyan and uh, Mike Conley should help with spacing, should help get um, Donovan Mitchell um, uh, on track uh, offensively. If Rudy Gobert um, uh, becomes uh, more of an offensive threat, uh, that's just a bonus. If he If he plays as well as he looks in this FIBA World Cup, that's just a plus. Uh, so yeah, um, the, a couple. Uh, I think Derek Favors ended up um, uh, in like the fifty-nine range. Uh, Ricky Rubio was number seventy-five or something. So uh, former Jasmine and Jasmine alike are, are just doing well uh, in this uh, top one hundred. I mean, it, it really again, it really isn't anything, but it looks like it's a positive for the Jazz. So uh, which is good because. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is kind of at that point of his career, you know, third year that he's being put uh, into the rigors. Basically, anything he does is being uh, cut apart, like inch by inch. Like, oh, he's taking long twos. Like, he was making long twos early in the tournament, and those were bad shots because they're long twos. Yeah, but he's making them. Like, Chris Paul beat the Jazz hitting long twos two, two years ago, you know? Yeah. Mid-range. And, uh, you know, the Jazz fans are quick to defend their uh, their guy, which is fine. Uh, I try not to get into those kind of arguments because, again, they, there's, you know, Twitter arguments are just Fruitless, circular, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, so, um, uh, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Donovan Mitchell doesn't have to prove anything to Jazz fans. Jazz fans know what he does well. Uh, they're okay with him. Maybe most Jazz fans are okay with him. If if he needs to take a couple extra shots to get into rhythm, cool, go for it. You know, last year the Jazz had really nobody else that could take those shots anyway. So might as well let Donovan take them and uh, and take your chances that way. Uh, maybe having adding two to three more offensive weapons to this team helps Donovan be more efficient because he doesn't have to have the offensive load just on his shoulders the whole time. Uh, Rudy Gobert should be in line um, uh, to get an all-star bid this year uh, after missing one last year, uh, especially if he stays healthy and plays the well as well as he as uh, he can. Uh, Mike Conley and Boyan, Bo- I don't I don't think those guys are stat chaser guys, so I think they will. Um, I think they will just be fine. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, this is my hope. I guess is that they fit in and um, uh, just find the roles. And Joe Ingles, number sixty-five. He he's probably like Jerry Sloan. He doesn't care what his rank is. He Jerry Sloan always said he didn't care about the Coach of the Year award. You know, uh, and Joe Ingles probably is like oh sixty-five, whatever. Joe Ingles will go out there and play because he's a baller. What'd you say? Tax only. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Is there anything other? I mean, anything other jazz wise? Uh, you think we should talk about before we end our episode? Well, um, I mean, we could give a big shout out and thank you to all our listeners because you guys are the best. And we're sorry it's been almost a month, but there wasn't that much to talk about. So. On the bright side, we are, I, I want to say, a little over a month away. Uh, we're, we're, we're about a month, away, a month from, away from, yeah, we're, we're about a month away from, uh, that's funny, by the way. There, uh, <laughs> we, I, I don't know the, I don't know if the audience heard you, but he said we're a month away from being a month away. But uh, we're a month away <laughs> from preseason starting, uh, a couple of weeks away from training uh, camp starting. Uh, I, we just wanted to come up here and talk about our, our boys, you know, Donovan Mitchell, who has been getting scrutinized very heavily, which to me, it's, boy. yeah, to me, that's fine. Like, I think him being scrutinized just means he's kind of reached that um, uh, echelon where uh, the haters are going to hate, you know, and hate, 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 hate. Yeah. If, uh, if, if, if he wasn't good, he can just if, shake if, it off. Right. Yeah. If he wasn't good, people wouldn't nitpick his game, but he is good. And we see it. The Jazz fans see it uh, because they get to watch him 82 games uh, uh, in the season. So uh, we're not surprised when Rudy get Rudy Gobert gets national love because we watch it. We see Rudy Gobert get this love, and uh, it's not surprising at all. Uh, you know, we see Joe Ingles be one of the top players for Australia, and I, I think I'm. Uh, I, I think actually the national media treats Joe Ingles very well. Uh, because every time he does something well, they're just like, "Oh yeah, this guy can still. This guy could. He doesn't look like the part, but yeah, he's gonna ball you uh, in, in the gym, you know." Absolutely, it will tear you up. All right, so uh, the four teams left in the FIBA World Cup. You got Australia, Spain. Um, who, I'm sorry, yeah. Argentina and uh, uh, France. I'm, uh, you're, you're pulling for France, right? Yeah. 
Australia. France or Australia. France or Australia. I'd love to see those guys in the finals one more time. So Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, again, thanks for thanks for listening. You can follow um uh, the hitting the high notes uh, on Twitter at Jazz High Notes. Jared follow Barker, us, follow us. Jared Barker is at Go the Distance Forty Nine. Nice Forty Nine. Uh, and folks, and about, then you yeah. Tran Ladies Man can be found at at U Tran Superman. H U U T R A N Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again, well, folks, um, uh, we, we are going to start having some regular episodes. We're going to start bringing in some guests. And uh, yeah, we'll talk some jazz basketball with you guys. And, and guys, it's very, very important. You got to say who. That's how you, that's how you pronounce his name in, the, in Vietnamese. So, I mean, whose name? Sorry. It, it, the, the anglicized version is who. Like, who are you? Oh, it's who. What, what do you mean who? Some kind of owl joke? Uh, I don't know. You know. Uh, here's the thing, Jared. Mostly everybody I know got it right. You're like you're like part of the. 10%. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, and um, uh, enjoy some of uh, enjoy a couple more weeks um, before training camp starts because uh, once that starts, uh, you'll be hearing a lot more of us. So, thanks for joining us on hitting the high notes. Peace out. Oh, yeah, I do. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.